You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ben Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It's the best of the AP Laboratory from the divisional round and the AFC Championship game. It's getting really good because now we're in the playoffs. And it's fun to look back and, and hear some of our takes and, and hear our reactions to these games uh, because what an emotional roller coaster this football team put us all on and, and what a ride it was. Uh, so what you're going to hear this week, you're going to hear some of the pregame takes, some of the takes we had before the game, our predictions for these games, and then you're going to hear some raw reactions to what transpired against the Texans and against the Titans. Just know that we're going to have an entire episode devoted to the Super Bowl coverage. But we start with some skill players we think would have some success against the Houston Texans. Uh, okay, so another thing we want to talk about today, the secondary pieces on this offense. You've got McCole Hardman. You've got Sammy Watkins. You've got Damian Williams. These guys, I think, they're, I think, I think one of Sammy Watkins and McCole Hardman is primed to have a big game in the next two weeks. And I'm predicting that they will be playing in the next two weeks. You know, the thing about Sammy Watkins is he had 10 catches for 176 yards. Uh, the uh, the last playoff series that they had, those, those two games, he went off in the AFC Championship game. Sammy Watkins, with some time off, with some rest, I think you're going to get... Uh, some 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 good performances out of him, and I think he's going to have one big one. McColl, he's found a way to impact you know seven six seven games this year. He's found a way to make a big play. You saw it week seventeen with the kickoff return for a touchdown. It's not a volume thing for McColl. It's always coming in big plays. One big play, a sixty yard re- reception and a touchdown, an eighty three yard reception and a touchdown. You know that's how his impact is felt. I think you're going to get one of those from him in these next two weeks. I'm looking at these secondary pieces as somebody's got to step up and make a play for this football team outside of the guys that are going to get so much attention. I see your Sammy Watkins. I see your McCall Hardman. I raise you a Demarcus Robinson. I think Ooh. the Texans are a team. They play a fair amount of zone coverage. It's Romeo Cornell. I think everyone's kind of used to his or knows his bend, don't break philosophy. He gets those cornerbacks and safeties kind of playing in the deep quarters. They play all play a fourth field. They get deep. They try not to give up the big play. Robinson. While maybe not a great route runner, he maybe isn't a guy that's always praised as finding the open spots and zones. He's pretty good working with Patrick Mahomes. They're on the same page a lot. I think you might find some plays where he can settle down in some of those intermediate, deeper zones down the field, get over the top of linebackers that struggle a little bit in coverage, but underneath those deep defenders, and maybe pick up a few key third downs or a few big chunk plays that maybe don't go for 40 yards and a touchdown. We could see him coming out of this game with a good 50, 75 yards, maybe catching a big one on a broken play because him and Mahomes do have that connection. 
I just kind of get that feeling this is a game where Robinson really finds some open space and a team that doesn't try to lock up receivers one-on-one with their defensive backs too often. Yeah, and Damian Williams is a real key candidate for this as well. The Texans' defense doesn't have a ton of speed, especially in their linebacking core, outside of, you know, my guy, Brennan Scarlett, that I told you guys all about before the year started, and he's been phenomenal (laughs) for them. So, hey, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Good job. Damian Williams is coming into his own. Apparently, he shows up in a big way in December and January. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him come out. I feel like he can hit a couple home runs. He's not going to chisel away, you know, six or seven yards at a time. You're going to see a lot of one and a half, two yard runs out of him. But like Kent said about McColl, you know, taking those single opportunities, being able to hit those home runs, those game changing plays. That's what Damian Williams does. I foresee him having himself a little bit of a big day on Sunday, particularly against a Romeo Cornell defense that, Matt said, likes to kind of back everything off. He'll have some room to work underneath. All right, guys. Time for predictions. What are we going with, Craig? I'm going with the Chiefs, and we're covering the spread. I think that the Chiefs offense is going to be able to score at will. I just don't think that the Texans defense has the personnel to match up. I think that the Chiefs can exploit all their coverage, you know, communication mishaps. I think that they can get the ball going on the ground a little bit. And then on the opposite side, I think the Chiefs defense can come up with enough stops early. Not a ton, but enough stops early to make this a more one-dimensional game and allow the pass rush to come into it a little more. I know that Deshaun Watson is good and he can keep up in a shootout. I just think that the pass rush is going to have too much of an effect on him and they won't be able to put the points on the board i got chiefs 38 texans 20 andy reed coming out of the bye week patrick mahomes tyree kill travis kelsey the chiefs are putting up points the chiefs are going to score on this texas defense there's no doubt about it on the flip side Deshaun Watson, I think it's about time we have the talk of with Deshaun Watson that we waited five years too long to have about Aaron Rodgers. He's a fine quarterback that makes elite or spectacular plays. He's not an elite or spectacular quarterback. He is a fine quarterback that has very up and down games that makes enough spectacular plays <laughs> that catch your highlight reels and make people think he's a lot better than his overall performance throughout an entire game. You put that against this Spagnola defense, Andy Reid off the bye week, Patrick Mahomes as motivated as he is. The game isn't as close as the score looks. Chiefs 34, Texans 24, YOLO Ball City down the stretch, similar to the Chiefs, Texans the first time they got to see Watson to make it look close. I have like a lot of questions about that Aaron Rodgers analogy that we'll just wait until after the show. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that. I am picking a Chiefs victory I am picking an explosive performance from the offense. I think the Andy Reid after the bye thing. I think this team is pretty healthy on the offensive side of the football. They didn't have to play last week. All of that stuff. I think it's. I think it's. I think. I think the Chiefs have been holding some stuff back. I think we've had some B minus scripts recently. 
I think they've got some stuff cooking. I think they'll have plenty to throw at Houston, and I think they're going to have plenty to throw at Baltimore next week, and they'll have plenty to throw at whoever they play in the Super Bowl. The run starts now. Go to Arrowhead expecting good things to happen. The best thing that could have happened to this franchise, Patrick LeVon Mahomes, has already happened. He's taken you to a Super Bowl this year. Believe it. Expect it. 42-20, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be back on Monday to talk about this Chiefs victory. Catch you later. Well, now we jump to Maddie and I celebrating the AFC Divisional Round game without Craig because Craig lost his voice. Never doubt Patrick LeVon Mahomes again. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Kent Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory celebrating a Divisional Round victory in comeback fashion against the Houston Texans. What a way to kick off the playoffs for the Chiefs. And now they stand one game away from hoisting the Lamar Hunt Trophy in Arrowhead against the Tennessee Titans. It's going to be a good one. But let's just get into some of the mailbag questions before that. Help, here to help me. First, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Maddie Lane. Hello, my friend. How are you? I mean, I'm good, but what's everybody been sweating about? We won by 20, and people are acting like <laughs> it was difficult or something. I don't understand. I mean, Craig's here with us. Craig, what did you think about that? Oh, you lost your voice at the game from yelling too much? Yeah, that happens. It happens to me a lot when I go back to Kansas City and go to Arrowhead, too. But that, we're glad you were there to cheer on the Chiefs without you. I don't think they could have pulled this off yelling from the stands. <laughs> Craig, uh, Craig can't be with us. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, um, he he was suffering with, from a cold. He also went to Arrowhead for the game. I'm really disappointed that Craig couldn't be a part of this one. I'm I feel really bad for him because he got to be part of that energy. He got to be you know contributing to the noise. He got to see some things firsthand. He got to watch that game firsthand. So it's kind of a bummer that you know that he wasn't able to do this. Believe me. He literally left it all on the field. <laughs> literally. All being his voice. Our guy, Austin Seaham, 33. Uh, honest thoughts, reactions after the Chiefs went down 24 nothing, Matt. Since you said honest, I will say I wasn't necessarily nervous, but I did think it was kind of sad and embarrassing to be down 24 nothing to the Bill O'Brien-led Houston Texans, the Bill O'Brien-built-led Houston Texans. I thought the Chiefs were playing pretty poorly and they needed to flip a switch. The game was going to get out of hand. I wasn't thinking we were out of it. I didn't think it was over, but I was definitely on the fringe of thinking this game could turn real ugly real fast. And it, I mean, it did turn real ugly real fast, just not for the Chiefs. <laughs> I was just stunned. Like, I mean, it was just, it was a shock to the system to see what was happening. And honestly, I, I didn't think it was over. I really genuinely did not think it, it was over. Did I think it was, they were in a good position? No, they were in a terrible position. It was awful. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I honestly wondered, like, as much, you know, the Dave Tobe has cost this team a game before with his lack of preparation in special teams. Just happens to be the team that the, t the Chiefs are playing uh, next week in the AFC Championship game. He's going to have to be perfect on special teams that week. 
I wasn't. I didn't think the game was over. It was just. It was stunning. It was a stunning start to that football game. I know a lot of people were angry, furious. A lot of people were angry at me <laughs> because I tried to be optimistic and and spread positivity about Patrick Mahomes before the game was happening. I literally just opened my comments up. I literally told everybody, just if you need someone to vent at, please feel free to vent it at me because I'm already getting all kinds of heat for being optimistic about this football team. It worked out okay. It worked out just fine. Uh, but I know a lot of people were really upset to the point that they were booing uh, Patrick Mahomes' targets, which I was kind of surprised at too. I understand why, just the history and all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mizzou Daily. Is there a more emphatic way to debunk a curse than erasing a 24-point de- deficit in a quarter? No! If you you there's no more curses, there's no more talks of curses. There is none of that anymore. Patrick Levon Mahomes has busted all of the ghosts. He is the ghost buster. He is the Baba Yaga. He is soon to be the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. He is incredible. Already there. Already there. Fine. Already there. There is nothing that this man can't do. He turned a classic comeback into a snooze fest in the second half. The Chiefs came back to beat the Texans 28-24 in the first half and then just ho-hummed 16-point win in the second half against the Texans. That man is a bad dude. And if you are ever going to bet it against him... Rethink your life, your entire life, everything about it. Patrick LeVon Mahomes will not be denied. Goodness gracious, was that cool. Uh, NJH09, at what point did you think the Chiefs were going to win the game, Maddie? So the Chiefs scored that first touchdown. I knew it was going to be a game, and I felt there was confidence that they would win, but I thought it would go down to the wire. The moment that Dan Sorensen made the tackle on the fake punt. I knew the game was completely over and the Texans had no chance to win. As soon as the ball went right back to Patrick Mahomes after he was as hyped up as he was after that first touchdown, done. It was over. The Chiefs were going to win by. They were going to cover. No questions asked. But I thought when they scored that first touchdown, they were back in it and going to pull it off. Uh, that was about it for me. Um, I I love Dan Sorensen doing the I'm too smart to his head. Like, you could tell he hasn't done that very much, like, compared to Tyron. Like, Badger does it all the time. Dan looked very... He really thought about Darren it. Looked, uh, da- Daniel Sorensen looked very uncomfortable doing it. It was, it was a top one moment for me. Uh, I, mean, I, think that was about the, I think that was about the point where I had a pretty good feeling that they're going to win that football game. And boy, did they ever. Benjamin D. Foss, where does this game rank on your list of craziest games you've ever seen? I mean, it's got to be pretty high. This was probably the, the drunkest start to a game you've ever seen <laughs> from the Chiefs making all the mistakes. And then there was this rally. And then all of a sudden, Bill O'Brien's Bill O'Brien-ing all over the place. Then the Texans are making special teams mistakes. Like This game went from drunk to wasted. It passed out. It woke back up for round two. And it just kept going. And then it kind of evened out. They hit their stride. That's when Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs scored seven straight touchdowns. One other one other moment, sorry. When Bill O'Brien kicked the field goal 
to go up 24, I thought to myself, uh, that's not a great choice. I had a de- I had a like an inkling that something good was about to happen after that. That that was so bad. And he didn't have a call for it. How do you not have a call for fourth and inches? Like, what is happening? Uh, that's that's definitely up there for one of the craziest games uh, I've ever seen. I was at Chiefs-Colts in Indianapolis in 2013. It was so depressing. That was a crazy game. Now, I'm, now it's on the good side. Now I'm on the good side of that game. Uh, finally. KC Chief Fan 1983, at any point during the first quarter, did your resolve weaken, Maddie? Yeah, I mean, I already said it a little bit. I think when the Chiefs were down 24-0 and the way they went down, it's definitely the kind of game that could break the psyche of a team. And I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, you could see the Chiefs on the sideline. They were fired up. You could see how they easily turned this back into a game. But, I mean, if you're down 24-0, you're a fan watching from home, especially in my shoes where I was, I thought the Chiefs were going to come out and start a lot hotter than that. Like, that kind of goes against how I thought their plan was to win. But I wouldn't say I ever felt like it was over or anything like that. You know, I think the words resolve weaken. Did my resolve weaken? No. Here's the thing. Like, I was overly, I was, I was, I was positive. I was overly positive, I guess, on Twitter this week, trying to, you know, just remind people that all the anxiety of the past, Lin, Lin Elliott having no control over us anymore, that kind of stuff. I just, it's not that you, you can't be, you know, nervous or anxious. It's just how that anxious manifests itself, I think. You know, I think a lot of times people come in with that here we go again mentality. And you kind of felt that early in the first in the first quarter. It was just like this, oh, here we go again. Same old, same old. I just don't think we need to contribute to that energy anymore. Y- you can be nervous, but don't just... I don't think you should be so beat up about the past of this football team that you're letting it affect your mood in the building. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I understand everyone's feelings. I really do. But just in, enjoy what you have. Enjoy that Patrick LeVon Mahomes is your quarterback and that he is going to fight you out of whatever curse gets thrown at you. Just, I... I, I don't I, I have some confidence. I, I'm totally fine with you having some I, I'm totally fine with you having some nerves, everybody. I really I just think you should have some confidence in, in this football team moving forward. As for SA Jordan four, did we witness the awakening of the beast? If we did, is a team going to be able to stop it? Um I think I honestly I think this team being down twenty four showed the untapped potential of what this team is capable of doing. And it's everything we've wanted to see this entire season. All gas, no breaks. They really haven't done that at all this year. It's kind of been manage the game. The defense can handle it. We can kind of play complimentary football. No, they just went out and said, okay, we've got to try to play hard now. We've got to, not hard, we've got to try to put the, put the foot on the, on the gas a little bit. And when they did, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. No, the, the the Titans had no answers for anything. The, or the Texans had no answers for anything. They were challenging down the field. They were trying man coverage. Beat it up. like Beat it like a drum. All that anxiety and worry and fear we had about this team beating man coverage, gone. 
Eddie, everything was working. And then Andy started throwing some jets in there. He gave he gave Dean Pease in Tennessee a lot to think about. That that thing is an absolute monster. And I think the Titans are terrified to have to play with that thing. So they're going to try to do what the Patriots did with the ball control. I think Kins onto something there. I think the team, they, they didn't necessarily wake up, but there was a lack of urgency. It seemed like at times the Chiefs offense this year, or just a general overall demeanor, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They thought they were good enough, which they were. They weren't not playing hard, but there just wasn't this urgency to score and score fast and score big all the time. You saw that come back. I think going down 24, nothing helped. I get the sense that there was a little bit of extra trash talk going on from the Houston Texans early in that Carlos game had. when it was 17 nothing, 24 nothing. Yeah. I feel like there was a little bit of trash talk going on. I think that pissed off the Chiefs a little bit. I think being down pissed the Chiefs off. Once they settled in, got through some of those drops to start, it was over. And like Kent said, it's terrifying for defenses going up against them. I am already sure J.J. Watt has pinned up Patrick Mahomes, Mitchell Schwartz, and Travis Kelsey posters all over his log <laughs> cabin so he can go up there and brood in the defeat, and he will film it. He will definitely film it for us to see. Sitting on a tire, listening to Fort Minor, just staring at a picture of Patrick Mahomes. 10% look, 20% skill. I'm at home. Okay. He'll change the words to make sure you know his pack was torn and he returned from it, though. Oh, he'll let you know. He'll let you know. He's probably going to show you. He probably did a series on the on the rehab. He probably did a series on the rehab that we haven't seen yet. And that the the, the, the theme song is, is Remember the Name by Fort Minor. So, J.J. Wattenberger. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, this is just jumping off the rails. Vitamin J, is it good for Chiefs fans to experience a game like this to break the Chiefs are cursed mindset? I hope so. I don't know. If, it's obviously not from the players. The players don't care. I hope this is. I think. I hope this is what really just finally breaks whatever anxiety that we have. I, the Chiefs I, next week. It's it's not going to be perfect. There's there's probably going to be some feelings of helplessness when the run game gets going for the Titans. If the Chiefs don't just start blazing fast, there's going to be some anxiety in the building. But no, the Patrick Mahomes can can fight you out of that. He genuinely can because he keeps continuing to prove it time and time again. I hope this is what breaks the 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 curse what have you with with fans Batty. I think it should you should not feel cursed anymore. If your team loses, it's because the other team is better. It's because you weren't playing as good. It's that simple. I think you just saw the biggest combination of there is no way this team can possibly be cursed when they pull that off. Unfortunately, I think you already have a fair amount of people clamoring about the Titans and the Chiefs being cursed against them despite coming off the heels of this game. I don't think it goes away until the Chiefs beat the Titans. Okay. Uh, Ethan Conkey asks, is Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback of all time? I think he's well on his way. I genuinely do. Matty? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely the greatest quarterback of all time. We can end it now. Debate's over. I mean, who else is going to toe drag as they flip the ball to Travis Kelsey on the scramble and keep their foot behind the line of scrimmage? How many third downs? Third and goal. 
Like there was so many third and goals that they just executed. Like, oh my gosh! Like he's playing at another. Like I've been, I was rewatching the game and doing some of my the all twenty twos. I was redoing and doing some work, um, on this on this game. And I the guy was just he was galaxy brain, just on a different level. He was playing three D chess, and everyone else was playing checkers. Jade is sixteen seventeen. What is the most impressive thing about Patrick Mahomes? This is a very loaded question. As easy as it is to say everything, so I'm going to take this question to heart and actually answer it right now. Thank the you. most impressive thing about Patrick Mahomes is his ability to see the entire field and process what's happening. And I don't mean players getting open. I don't mean coverages or anything like that. I mean seeing a defensive holding penalty 20 yards downfield out of the corner of his eye. I mean seeing where the line of scrimmage is and knowing to drag his foot as he walks by, as he's drifting by it. Knowing where players are, when to take off and run, just his general field vision and then how quickly he processes it that have nothing to do with actually throwing the ball to an open player is absolutely insane. And it's caught me off guard more times than once. I I think that's basically kind of how I feel. Like his ability to process the game at such a high level. Like last last night, like obviously there was some some really good athletic plays and he made some athletic throws from, from athletic platforms on some short throws and stuff like that. But overall, I just think his ability, how slow the game is to him, he didn't use his athletic traits at an absurd level last week or yesterday. It wasn't like he was just flying around, throwing it, you know, left-handed. He was, you know, not throwing it off his back foot and driving a ball and just trying to fit in a, in a hole after scrambling all over the field. Obviously, there were some of those things, but overall, like what you saw from Mahomes was just sharp, quick decisions throughout the game. I He was almost perfect. His his timing, getting out of the pocket, his timing, running uh, against you know man looks when when the when the coverage was down the field, um, these little those little adjustments like the toe drag, all the, the his ability to process the game is is absurd, and I'm never gonna not appreciate it. And that's all the things that he does on the mental side cannot be overlooked, but they often are. And that's why what's one of the things that we're always trying to like profile when we're when we're talking about on Arrowhead Pride. We're going to take a break and we will be back right after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Now we move ahead to the AFC Championship game preview. We get to hear from Craig again, who tells us about his experience 
at the divisional round game. Rant Swanson comes out a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Maddie Lane, how excited are you for this football game? I could not be more excited for a game to get here and come and go so that I can go into my Sunday night knowing that the Chiefs are Super Bowl bound. They got past all of this curse nonsense. They get past the Titans who have their number. We no longer have to worry about having one of the most boring Super Bowls of all time where two teams run a combined 86 times. (laughs) I cannot wait for Sunday to be over so we can get past all that nonsense and we can just focus on the fact that the Chiefs scored 51 points last week and it still seems like an afterthought because Derrick Henry runs well. (laughs) Are you going to introduce Craig or do I need to do that? No, that's all you. I had to get my rant Swanson out, so now it's just back to you. I took over your body. I'm passing me to you. you got to continue on with me for the rest of this podcast. Find him on Twitter at BarleyHop. Craig Stout is back. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. How is everybody doing today? I am back. I am very sad that I missed this early week one because I really wanted to talk about the Chiefs just beating the pants off of the Houston (laughs) Texans. My goodness, we spotted them 24 points and they still won by 20. I just can't. I love it so much. Just love it so much. I'm ready to talk about this week. Yeah, let's just jump into this real quick. Do you have like any thoughts on being an Arrowhead for the game? Any anything you want to share about that experience? The emotions? You're hanging out with Bearcat. I mean, there's plenty that could have happened there. Bearcat and the Amateur Hour guys, and Aww. yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, I, there were Demarcus Robinson was going to have a hard time walking out of that stadium if <laughs> if that game had gone a different way. My goodness, there were there were some people that were ready to write that team off at the end of the first quarter. I stayed resilient because it was early and because, you know, sitting where we were, we were able to kind of see some of the offensive concepts and the way that they were drawn up. They were good. We knew we were getting good Andy. They just weren't executing. So kind of, you know, was sitting there in the stands just going, you know, if they could just click a little bit more, you know, bring some of these in. I think that this is a closer game and obviously freak special teams accident. I'd like, come on, Dave, Dave Tobe was getting yelled at. I I was definitely yelling at uncle Dave, but yeah, by the time it clicked over, I mean, we were, we were basically saying it was over when it was 24, 14, the Texans were still up 10 and it was nah, it's over guys. You're not, you're not going to stop this. It's going to be over. We just didn't realize that chiefs are going to be up by, uh, by four at the end of the first half. My goodness. Time to preview the defensive side of the football for Chiefs-Titans in the AFC Championship game. I think we I, we all know what we're starting with on defense. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Uh. <laughs> I knew that was going to How many resources should the Chiefs devote to stopping Derrick Henry, Craig? Uh, all of them that they can while still having a coverage player manned up against the receivers. Seriously, I they've talked a lot this week because, of course, they have. They've been asked about Derrick Henry all the time this week. They've talked a lot about trusting the front to do their job and 
making the secondary, the deep safety in the corners, just do their job. That means that they're just going to try and devote the front to stopping Derrick Henry. The last time that these two teams met, the Titans lined up in 12 personnel for 40 uh, sorry, for 28% of the snaps, they had another 4% and another 6% that were heavy personnel as well. That is high for NFL teams. The Chiefs came out in their 4-3 and got absolutely run over. It's not as simple as just put Reggie Ragland in the box and expect that good things are going to happen because Reggie Ragland played in the box in that first matchup. They got run all over most of Derrick Henry's yardage came against the Chiefs' heavy personnel. That's going to be hard to do. Now, they have Terrell Suggs. They have a healthier Frank Clark. They have a Mike Pinnell that should be active. Colin Saunders is coming along. Derek Nottie. They're playing better football than they were. Chris Jones, as you might remember, had to play defensive end in this game due to injuries. So he was kind of thrust into that role and didn't look particularly good doing it. Nope. I would <laughs> cut back lane on that big touchdown. Yes, absolutely. And Derrick Henry will hit that all day long. But I do think that they're going to try and stack the box. They're going to try and bring Honey Badger up into the box as much as possible. And they're going to try and just make Derrick Henry run through a forest of guys, which he can do, but to try and mitigate that as much as possible. The trickiest part, I mean, you, there's no easy way to tackle Derrick Henry, especially in January. Everyone's bodies are beat down a little bit. He's 250 pounds. He moves very, very well. And his offensive line is kicking a butt left and right, and that lets him get that a little bit of a runway. He gets ahead of steam going. He makes one cut, and he's just plowing through anybody in the way. So just simply tackling him is no easy task. I think what you did see from the Ravens game that you really take home, Marcus Peters did, in fact, tackle Derrick Henry one-on-one. It caught a lot of people's attention because of his you know, <sighs> rep going on. But what was going on? Derrick Henry's feet weren't moving. Yeah, his back was to Marcus Peters, too, which helps, but he wasn't already moving. He didn't have a head of steam yet. Derrick Henry, for as many tackles as he breaks, for as strong as he is, when he doesn't have momentum behind him and you hit him in the waist or below, he goes down pretty often. He's a guy that runs really well with momentum, but from a standstill, he doesn't make anyone miss, and he's not going to drop a shoulder and just plow you if he's not already moving very often. You need to have your defensive line get in the backfield. You cannot lose the matchup to their offensive line or Derrick Henry's going to have a huge game. You have to be able to make him make those cuts, but they can't be the wide open cut with Chris Jones is a little bit late closing down. You have to make him hesitate, move laterally, and not just make one cut and explode through a hole. You make him change directions, he becomes a lot easier to tackle, and those six, seven-yard gains become three or four-yard gains every time, and that's where you really start to chip away at what the Titans are trying to do because then you don't have to bring as many guys into the box if your defensive line can do that. Any variables that you create behind the line of scrimmage for Derrick Henry is a massive advantage to stopping him. It's just any, uh, any minor adjustment that he has to make, the variables change and his ability to to bust a big run becomes significantly less i think the titans i don't care i don't know whatever personnel grouping that the titans line up in that that line that offensive line has been great mm-hmm. they can run it out of any personnel grouping that they want to throw out there so they can kind of pick and choose what they think is going to be best 
Uh, it's going to fall on the defensive line. I mean, it just is. Those, those guys have to have a, a good week this or a, a good week. I mean, they do. They've got to have success up front uh, because it, the Titans have been able to gash people in 11 and 12 and, you know, whatever. I, they have. They just, they've, they've found a lot of success. So um, that's that's got to be a focal point there. So here, here comes the offensive guy talking offense again. I just want to reiterate, it does not have to be a, a Derrick Henry game. It does not have to be a Derrick Henry game. If the offense goes out and does what it does, it's going to turn into Patrick LaVon Mahomes versus Ryan Tannehill. I honestly think if they can find a way to be aggressive and productive early offensively, this game is over. Because if it turns into we need Ryan Tannehill to sling the ball around the field, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. It does not have to be a, Ryan, a Derrick Henry game. Go out offensively. Be what we all know you're capable of. Well, we saw it for three quarters against the Texans. Go do that. You're going to Miami. All right, players to watch. This week... I'm looking at a linebacker, and it's not my son, who everybody seems to be talking about as maybe being the only guy that can step up and stop Derrick Henry. I think that he can definitely help, but Damian Wilson is my player to watch this week. Damian Wilson is a guy that's going to see a lot of snaps because when they do go in the nickel, Damian Wilson's probably still staying on the field. I wouldn't expect a lot of dime, a lot of the light nickel that they've used you know, over the end of the season here. Damian Wilson is one of the few guys that is fearless on that second level. Now, it's not to say that Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland aren't or Ben Neiman isn't, but Damian Wilson just plays differently. He throws himself into encounters a lot better. He's very aggressive. If there's somebody that I think can come out and set the tone against Derrick Henry, a big, big guy, Damian Wilson's a big guy, too. If he flies downhill and he blows up Derrick Henry on an early run play, you want to talk about that stadium exploding? They will. He could be a tide turner up front for them. If he has a big day, then Derrick Henry's not going to have a big day. And that spells you know, good things for the Chiefs. For me, it's going to be one of my current favorite Chiefs, and that's not my landlord, Tyron Matthew. I do think he makes a couple big plays this week, but I actually it's going to be Frank Clark coming off of his dominant performance last week versus the Texans. I think he's going to continue it, but it's not just going to be as a pass rusher. I think if you get the Frank Clark that played against the Ravens earlier this year where they were literally afraid to run his direction, if you can force the Titans to run away from Frank Clark or when they do run at him, he makes an active impact on the play and makes them think twice about it again, that really limits what the Titans can do in their rushing attack. That helps the Chiefs a ton with those linebacks, with Damian Wilson, with Reggie Ragland, Anthony Hitchens getting to fire down. They can have a good idea of where the run's going to go. You let you make the Titans afraid to run at Frank Clark. When they drop back to pass, we talked about a little bit, pressuring Tannehill. He's taken 31 sacks in his 11 starts or 11 games he played this year. That's almost three a game. That's up there near the league lead. Frank Clark's going to have a chance. 
Taylor Luan's a good player. I think you saw him and Frank Clark go at it a little bit in that first game. He's not unbeatable. And if you really want to have success, you put Frank Clark over Jack Conklin and let him try to get deep yes. in the slide versus Frank Clark. It's over. <laughs> so Frank Clark's going to affect the game as a pass rusher 100%. But I think he can have a huge impact if he can make a couple stops against the run and force the Titans to run away from him like some teams have done this year. You guys have brought Jack Conklin up. You've brought Cam Irving up today. You're just trying to get me fired up. Seriously, Kansas- have Derrick Henry run at Terrell Suggs, please. Like, Let's that's go. the other option, please. Let's go. Bring it. We want this smoke. Mm-hmm. I do want this smoke. I really do. I want this. You know what? I am so excited for this football team to take on Derrick Henry. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that challenge. I'm ready to watch this football team with that Derrick Henry shoved down their throat Shove it right back at them. I cannot wait for this football game. I really believe that this team has been through so much this year that this process that they've been working to build to this moment is coming for an opportunity like this where they got to go take on a guy who is 250 pounds in 20 degree weather. But I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. I'm going to start predicting the game now if I'm not careful. I'm sick and tired of being the bridesmaid. I am sick of it. I am so over this. It is this team's turn. It is Andy Reid's turn. It is Patrick LeVon Mahomes' turn. We have all been through so much in Kansas City. We finally got the guy who can actually do it, who can actually take this team to a Super Bowl. It's his turn. He has played at such a ridiculous level the first two years of his career. It is unfathomable how how lucky we are, and we will realize it. We're going to realize it on February 3rd because this team's winning a Super Bowl. My player to watch is Mike Pinnell. <laughs> Predictions. I don't know why. I just – the energy – I've had so much energy this last day. Like, I – I'm See, sick I and thought, tired. I thought you were going to pick Joey Ivey, who plays for the Titans. He might be your player to watch. He could be Mike active. Pinnell. And Mike Pinnell could be active on the same. Casey, you're getting your wish. Mike Pinnell's playing, and he's yes. helping stop the run against Derrick Henry. He will. Predictions. He I'm sorry. Go to predictions, Craig. Listen, the Titans are a good football team. I'm not going to try and pretend like they're not. I Obviously, they're led by Henry. Tannehill's play action passing. They embody what Mike Vrabel is. He, they are assignment sound they are uh, they are aggressive they don't quit like everything that you remember as a player for Mike Vrabel that's what this team is and that's what makes them scary to a lot of people but that's the difference they're not as talented they they don't have the same weapons they don't have the same stars they don't have the same players that can step up in big games like we've seen the Chiefs do in this past week that team right there, that team would have rolled over and died if it was any other team other than the Chiefs team that we have this year. It's not going to happen. The Titans are going to hang around. Like, I think that this is going to be a game where it fluctuates between, you know, maybe a 14-point lead for the Chiefs all the way down to a four-point lead for the Chiefs. And late, the Chiefs score a touchdown to get it up over double digits. I've got the Chiefs 35-24. They're going to a Super Bowl. They can't be stopped. You can't stop this team. 
I spent a lot of time talking some X's and O's. We've been talking about philosophy, how to score on the Titans, how to beat their defense, how to stop Derrick Henry, how you beat their offense, so on and so forth. So we're not going to make this real long. The Chiefs aren't going to start this game as slow as they did last week, and they can't. If they do, this Titans team will drag that game along, and they will not be able to score 51 points in it. However, if the Chiefs can just even keep pace with the Titans for the first quarter, if not get ahead of them, but if they just keep pace, it's over. The Titans are not going to score consistently enough, fast enough, or quite essentially, they're just not scary enough on offense to keep up with the Chiefs if they are clicking on all cylinders like they have been. Chiefs put up over 30, game's over. Chiefs 38, Titans 27. And I really, at this point in time, I'm not sure it's even going to be that low of a scoring game for the Chiefs because I don't think any defense is ready to stop them right now. This season can't end on Sunday. It just can't. It can't. What this city has been through the last two years with this football team, being at the doorstep. This group was at the doorstep a year ago. It's not happening. It's not it's 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 not ending on Sunday. It can't. This this is too good of a story. There's been too much adversity this group has been through. There's been too much there's too much pain from last year still on this roster and it starts with the best quarterback in football chiefs 33 titans 20 we'll see you on monday to talk about a chiefs afc championship catch you later we end the show with our Immediate reaction to the AFC Championship. We did a pod shortly after the game, and it was a lot of fun. For the third time in Craig Stout's life, and the first time in me and Maddie's life, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) What's up, guys? My name's Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory recording on Sunday night, getting ready for a Super Bowl. We decided to do a mailbag tonight because we wanted to bottle up the joy, the passion, the joy that is going on right now in our hearts here to help me celebrate. First, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Maddie, what's up? We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going, going, going to the Super Bowl. Also joined by Craig Stout. Find him on Twitter at BarleyHop. How you doing today, bud? Before this game, I predicted that the Chiefs were going to win 35-24. to That's right. I predicted that. I just like to put that out there. I said what I said. Now quote that. <laughs> when you've seen 50-plus years of football, it's pretty easy to get them right every now and then, Craig. Okay. said what I said. <laughs> oh, this I, – guys, I, here, just full disclosure, we don't have a rundown today. We don't care. We don't care about anything. We care about I you. I care about you guys. Care about you. you guys are my favorite. Yeah. Definitely care. We care about you. We care about answering your questions. We care about answering them as soon as we could. We didn't wait till Monday night. We were too ready. We wanted to capture whatever energy was going on here in the building. I, 
I'm I I want to just start with this, Maddie. What was your reaction to the run? I was watching the game with my wife. My wife doesn't watch a lot of football with me because, you know, spend a lot of time talking to football about her, near her, watching football. So she doesn't always watch with me, but she was watching this game with me. And I looked at her while he was running after he broke every single bone and soft tissue in Rashawn Evans' body. And I said, does it not look like he is running in slow motion? Look at how goofy he is running in slow motion. Then he hit the spin move and bumbled into the end zone. And I just lost it, threw the pillow, off the couch, got up, spun in circles, threw my hands up in the air. My daughter yelled touchdown, so she immediately takes her hands and touches the ground. And that's pretty much how that went for us. (laughs) I I was just beside myself. I uh, Kansas City, Th- that man will not let you lose. He's not letting you no, lose. He won't. He's not let. It's it's insane. You watch that run. We're going to be playing that. I think even you tweeted it out, Kent, that we're going to be watching that in Canton. Like that play. It's a, it's on the Canton reel. Uh, look, he, he's done so many things in his career already. I mean, you've got the no look. You've got the, the touchdown to Sammy in last... AFC championship game the throw down the sideline the fourth and nine against the Ravens he just he just 360 windmill dunked on all of that he just obliterated an assignment sound defense a good tackling defense like he made him look goofy and he did he he hit him with the hezzy no no he hit him with the hezzy and then burst out and then made like three dudes missed and then ran through people five yards down the field into the end zone. It was so good that we're not going to talk about the across the body bomb that he threw perfect to Sammy to ice the game. Third and it's, six in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah. Third and six, my guy's just like, boop. Or just we're, chuck it. We're not going to talk about the ball that Sherman stole the touchdown from Demarcus Robinson what? in the back corner. Or I want. Oh, go ahead. No, I want Skip Bayless. I want any national writer who has ever said anything to try to put Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson on the same level as Patrick Levon Mahomes to apologize. It's over. It's done. Deshaun and Lamar can go lose in the divisional round and fight over second place for the future. The future is Patrick LeVar Mahomes. Y'all forgot. Y'all forgot. You let you let Lamar Jackson eat up all this time. Sure, great season. That's cute. The best player in the world is in Kansas City, and he's still playing, and he's playing in Miami in two weeks. Think- Apologize, Skip. Oh, no, we'll take the Apologize, world. You can turn in the retirement papers directly to us, anybody that said that. I mean... Let's be real. You can go listen to the Titans after they played the Ravens. They simply said, yeah, we wanted to make him throw. We played zone. We knew he was going to throw and we were going to win the game. Just watch the Titans coaches and players on the field when they played the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. There is an entirely different level of fear that those guys live in every single play because of the stuff this man does. If you don't see it, you decided that 
eight years ago before he even made it to Texas Tech. You just decided that this man that kind of sounds like Kermit, that kind of has sideshow bob hair, that runs around throwing <laughs> every pass you can possibly think of was just simply not going to be it for you. And you were standing your ground, which is admirable. But at this point in time, just stop. Just go retire. Go live your life with all the money you've made. It's over. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill. They are not on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. He's the Baba Yaga. He's, not even close. he's the boogeyman. He he he's so he's so cold blooded, man. He annihilated <laughs> them. They spotted him ten this week in a team that needs to be spotted ten so that Derrick Henry can run the ball and ice the game. And Patrick Mahomes said, "Nah, nah, ain't happening," and just went and did it his own self. Tennessee, your best was not good enough at all. Your best was not good enough. Derrick Henry, you weren't good enough. People had the audacity, the audacity to try to to pair, compare a running back with the greatest quarterback in the National Football League. How adorable is that? Derrick Henry, you got outrushed on a per carry average. By Patrick LeVon Mahomes. Patrick LeVon Mahomes had more rushing touchdowns than you too. I don't even, I don't know where this show is going. I doesn't don't matter. care. I don't care We're where relishing this show goes. It. it doesn't matter. We're relishing in it. We, we, Kansas City, you deserve this so much. You really do. 50 years is way too long. It's, it's an inappropriate <laughs> amount of time. You have been through awful, awful football in your life you have been through heartbreak you deserve this so much you deserve it more than anybody else in the national football league you deserve patrick levon mahomes and you deserve a super bowl in two weeks maddie you're going to the super bowl by the way you haven't we haven't even you're going to miami at least you're going to miami to to to, to go be part of the energy we have we, we didn't even mention that. yeah no i i decided in the game got some approval from the bosses above that uh i was in fact allowed to travel down <laughs> on to miami i have family that live in florida so going in seeing them then heading on down to miami i will be there take part in festivities you know whether I get into the game or not doesn't really matter. I'll be in Miami. I will find the best Chiefs watch party I can if that's the case and just be repping Arrowhead Pride and the Chiefs down there. This is something that I was mere inches, D Ford, away from doing last year when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm glad we get the, the redo now and get to do it right. Yes, I love that Maddie gets the redo, that it's still in his region of the country, that he can make this trek. You know, he can go and do this at the drop of a hat because what? where is it next year? I honestly haven't looked. I'm so focused on Miami, you guys. I can't. I, can't, I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to close this out. Do you have oh, – Maddie? first off, you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, it's 2021 20, Super Bowls in Tampa. That is also a thing I can make. <laughs> so, um, no, closing thoughts. It's, it's simple. The Chiefs are playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think those have been two of the teams that have been near the top of the best teams all year. It should go down this way. End of the day, one has Jimmy Garoppolo-Tannehill. The other one has Patrick Mahomes. That's all we need to talk about. Oh, man. I love that. Guys, love this team. 
fall in love with this team. They're so fun. They're so good. They're a complete team. You have a complete Chiefs team in your lifetime. They just won the damn AFC Championship. They are turning around. They're going to win the Lombardi. We're going to be able to have this giant parade. I'm going to be there. I'm going to run out of hugs to give. Everybody, it's going to be amazing. Just enjoy this two-week period. It, it's fleeting, as we know. It's been 50 years. It's fleeting. We expect more with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, but you never know what's going to happen. So just enjoy all of this for what it is. It's special, and it's going to be a great time. Just, ugh, your team's in the Super Bowl. Live it up. That was the most like intense. I could tell Craig was about to go on a rant for I'm, a second there. I I'm, this I'm purposefully trying to keep this PG. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I just want to say this has been a lot of fun to get to this point. It's been exhausting. It's been frustrating. It's There's been so much adversity this team has been through and that we've had to experience We've had to answer questions. Craig has something I think he wants to drop in. Remember here, the last time we played the Titans that we did a Chiefs of this and we just railed on this team for being soft? Because <laughs> they, they were. Because they were. That was the that was the that was the turning was. point in their season. <laughs> There's so many things you could look back on on this year. I mean, there really is. Um, this has been it's been a long year already. It's been it's been an exhausting year. But through all this adversity, there's one way this, this season can end. There's one. There's one way. And it's the Super Bowl. It's Andy Reid getting his moment. It's the best player in the National Football League hoisting a Lombardi trophy. Well, that is going to do it for the AFC Divisional Round and AFC Championship Best of the AP Laboratory. It was so much fun to make. I can't tell you how much fun this has been to do. Uh, and we're not done yet. We still have the Super Bowl to cover. I know you've had to hear you know, the intro and outro a couple times in this episode. My apologies for that if you hate the song. This, isn't, this probably wasn't great for you, but... Uh, I appreciate y'all listening. Thank you guys so much for letting us do what we do. And we'll be back on Monday with the Mailbag Edition. Catch you More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.